the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. W presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, 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 much more. What's on your financial mind? We can talk about anything that you want to talk about. S&P 500 tops highest closing level in four years on Europe. Wait, 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 wait. I thought Europe was going to break up. I thought it was going to go to hell in a handbasket. I thought Greece was going to become a third world country. I'm not making fun of people with stutters, but why are we going higher? Europe. Speculation. Euro area leaders will make progress in resolving the region's debt crisis. That doesn't make me feel great. Markets are still consolidating. They're reacting to the fact that European markets were up overnight. Spanish debt yields fell a little bit. Four-year highs on the stock market. Sweet. Jean-Claude Van Damme Juncker, head of the group of Euro Area Finance Ministers, he's visiting Athens tomorrow to listen to a request by Greek Prime Minister Antonis Samaras for a two-year extension of the country's fiscal adjustment program. French President Francois Hollande and German Chancellor Angela Merkel. They meet in Berlin to discuss Schultz and to discuss European Union issues on August 23rd. So two days from today. You know, there's less than like 96 days till uh, Black Friday, which basically means 95 days to Turkey. 95 days to Turkey. I can't wait. I love the holidays. Family and alcohol, man, it creates a wonderful environment for basically bringing out the hate. Traders right now are waiting on the outcome of meetings out of Europe. We're doing all of this on very low volume, so I don't, I'm not exactly stoked. I know you're saying, good use of the word stoked. I get to talk about Apple a lot right now because, hell, there's not a lot else to talk about. The iPhone 5 coming soon. They need it because I've been playing with the iPhone 4S recently, and those things are big, clunky bricks. I know. I know you're saying that's views and opinions that some people don't necessarily agree with, but that's my opinion. I own shares of Apple, and I've made a tremendous amount of money in the last three trading days, and it's paper money. Keep in mind, it's paper money. It doesn't mean anything until I sell it. You know, if a nuclear strike door hit 
Apple today, I'd be screwed. Best Buy soap opera continues. Lousy earnings report. Stock's down 9%. It's almost worth giggling. Oh, man, we need a giggle. Soundman produced me a giggle. Oh, you know the giggle that I want? I want the Michael Jackson giggle. Best Buy down about a buck today, sitting at 17 and a quarter. 52-week low of 17. It's getting pretty close, right? It's not looking good. Now, with that said, Best Buy needs product. We're not buying laptops. We're not buying desktops. We're not buying video games right now. We're buying iPads and smartphones. You know what? Sometimes you get a cell phone and you sit on it for two, three years. Best Buy doesn't have product. It, yeah, there's a little bit of showrooming because I think it's, it's not so much that they stink, but Circuit City stinks and Radio Shack stinks, telling you the whole industry kind of stinks after some period of time. I, Best Buy is fine. They're suspending their forecast. Income falls. Dow's eyeing five-year highs. Nice. Sweet. Um, you know, what am I supposed to throw out there about Best Buy? They need product. They don't have any reason for us to go in there right now. With high unemployment, we're a saturated bunch of investors. The S&P 500's up six. The NASDAQ up 18. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 43 points. I didn't hear my opening bell. Cue the opening bell. Oil up a buck. Ten-year treasury sits at 1.83. That means mortgage rates probably should move a little bit higher. Always get the mortgage that you can afford. Just my opinion. Get the mortgage you can afford. Don't stress if it goes higher or lower. Get the payment you can afford. Um, other things to talk about this morning. DreamWorks has signed a new five-year distribution deal with 20th Century Fox which is uh, owned by News Corp and replaces current DreamWorks deal with Viacom's Paramount Pictures. Urban Outfitters. Uh, Not only are they Urban Outfitters, but they are Anthropology. And they also have another little side company that I don't think I've ever heard of. And please, people, I'm young, I'm hip, I'm beautiful. Don't hold this against me. I've never heard of their other little namesake company called Free People. It's the smallest of the three brands. Sales at Free People jumped 26%. Anthropology increased 3.4%. Urban Outfitters, they self up 14% in sales. Urban Outfitters increased its web exclusive offerings by 75% last year. Web exclusive in retail. You know what I hate about that? Uh, what about, I hate about, uh, um, um, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. You know what I hate about uh, mm, mm, Banana Republic? Is you almost gotta be a skinny dude, skinny tall guy to shop there. I'm a big tall guy. I'm 6'2, 215 pounds of lean muscle, aiming for 205. Done well. But yeah, you feel if you got any sort of muscle on your body, you can't fit in any of their clothes. Um, what else do I need to talk about? So, urban. Outfitters is soaring, profit top expectations. Best Buy is falling. Urban Outfitters sells to teenage girls. Best Buy sells to mature men. 
I've got a 42-inch TV. I don't need a 50-inch TV. I don't have Napoleonic issues. I'm not trying to make up for. It's all about product. Barnes & Noble, all about product. Economy stinks. Men are making smaller paychecks, so women start fantasizing about Rob Black and Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey is helping Barnes & Noble. Now, it helps that Borders went out of business. It helps that digital content is more profitable. Citigroup is in the news today. They became the first Western lender to issue credit cards in China without co-branding from a local financial institution. As the government relaxes the restriction, the world's lar- second largest economy. Um, Nordson, not to be confused with Nordstrom, Nordson, maker of adhesive equipment, forecast fourth quarter profit, which was pretty good. 98 cents to a buck six. Analysts saw 95 cents. Head stocks up 10% on that news. Did I mention Barnes & Noble and Fifty Shades of Grey and ladies? Ladies are helping that stock. Sales of adult toys also soaring because of that book. As long as an apple. No, no, as long as a baby's arm with an apple at the end. Selling very, very well. Medtronic down 2%. The biggest maker of heart rhythm devices said first quarter profit, excluding one-time items, was $0.85. Cents. They're going to be one of those Obamacare kind of plays. Facebook insider Peter Thiel sold most of his stake. His proceeds to about a billion dollars now after restrictions on insider sales ended. You're listening to me, Rob Black. You can find me at, tweet me at Rob Black Show. Tweet me, Rob Black Show. Find me online at robblack.com. online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Barnes Noble fiscal first quarter loss narrowed, lifted by sales of ebooks and other digital content, as well as sales of 50 Shades of Grade series. It's a trilogy. I think it's a trilogy. Seanook, China oil producer, reported a first quarter profit of just over $5 billion below analyst expectations. Oil spill caused the company to cut back on production during the first half, also increased the cost. CEOs of Apple and Samsung have talked but did not come to any settlement before their high-profile patent dispute case. The judge in the case had requested to talk. I've looked at video of the iPhone 5 compared to side-by-side the Samsung Galaxy S3. I'll tell you what, S3 is a lot more compelling looking. I own shares of Apple. I legally have to disclose that. Anyone who wants to see the video, drop me an email at rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Elsewhere out there, we've got the SP500 up 6, the NASDAQ up 21, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 39. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He is a certified financial planner with newfocusfinancial.com. One of the areas that I don't like talking about is insurance. We know about investments, fun and sexy. We know about taxes, you got to pay them. 
But insurance is part of the formula in getting to retirement. And I always say insure what you can't afford to lose. But I think a lot of people in the age of 20 to 50, Chad, don't really – all we think about is life insurance or homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. I think one of the forgotten insurances is like gap insurance. I, I know it's like an odd topic to start with, gap insurance. What is gap insurance? Gap insurance is if, let's say, you, you buy a car for thirty grand, right? right? And then you turn around and total it. The insurance company says, well, at that time, your value of your car is only $15,000, but you still owe twenty because you took a loan out. You've only paid it. You've, you're, you're paying it down at a lower rate than what the value is depreciating at. So that is a very big risk, especially in the first three years that you buy a car, for example. Which I don't think people think about, and yet I do. I think it's actually a pretty good insurance to get. It, it is, especially because we also say that you know having the higher deductible insurance typically makes sense. So if you're a person that you're doing things the right way, where you have six to 12 months worth of cash and emergency reserves if you're a younger person, right. then that means that you're allowed to then go out and get higher deductible auto policies, home policies, health insurance policies, so that your monthly premiums are lower so that you can save more money in your 401k. But if you're going to do that, typically it also means that you need that gap coverage in case you do total your car. Otherwise, you could be out of pocket five to $10,000 to get that replacement. Another yeah. little tip on insurance that I think is important is I've got a friend who lost 190 pounds. He lost a human being. I mean, he lost 190 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, did you get your health insurance uh, changed? Did you get your um, life insurance changed? Because when he got... Life insurance is a 300, well, I guess 350-pound man. He was about to die. He was a diabetic. He's actually lost diabetes. He no longer has to take insulin. So he needs to go and have all of his insurance redone. And they will lower your rate, insurance companies. They'll never raise your rate, but they will lower your rate if you do something like lose 20, 30, 40 pounds. Did you know that? No. I did. Yes, I didn't know that. It's, oh, it's, I thought I had him. It's like stump the let me, let me get an example too. So people go out and they buy life insurance. Yeah. Okay. And but when they're doing it, they're they not they not not smoke all the time, but they might have a cigar once in a while or yeah. or dip. You know, chewing tobacco. Right. They get rated as a tobacco user. You can go through a certain period of time with the insurance company and go back and say, I no longer smoke. I no longer chew. Take a physical that proves it. Send it in, and they can lower your rates. Okay. And if people bought term insurance like three or four years ago and they're still healthy, they might want to redo that plan because it's cheaper now. Term insurance is a lot cheaper now. There's more people in the business and insurance companies want the business. Okay. So question your insurance policies every couple of years, especially if you had some life-changing events on the positive. Really, it's 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 almost every year. It's almost okay. like you know I'll go through and, and call uh, cable bill, cell phone company and say, I'm about ready to leave unless you've got something better to offer me. And every time I do that, every six months, it seems like I get money knocked off my cable bill or my cell phone bill, or I get some sort of incentive or a free upgrade or whatever. You know, you ask for it. They want your business. I always call the insurance company or the cable companies, and I'm say, I'm pretty sure I didn't order Naughty Nurses 3. <laughs> so we have different conversations with the cable companies. Why is my bill $300? And they say, I think you ordered four and five as well, Mr. Black. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I'm guilty. Um, so some of these insurance issues are, are, are obvious. Some obvious. Some of them are not. Um, I think the one that's also not necessarily obvious for people is disability insurance. You or I have a greater chance of being disabled before we die. Yep. And when you're disabled in your working years, it's financially cr- crushing because you lose your income. So disability insurance is really, really important to consider. Yeah, I mean, and I'm loaded up on it because what I do for fun, wakeboard, snowboard, all that kind of stuff, it's more likely that I'll be injured and can't work for a while than than, than die. So, um, and I also have, as a business owner, it's important to have things like overhead policy so that 
there's there's key man disability, so somebody could replace you if you're gone from your company, but also just overhead disability, which usually lasts for about six months, so it keeps the lights on. It makes the payroll payments while you're not there doing it. You know what I mean? Especially if so, so in a key person situation, it's also important to uh So to in our little joint venture, do you have key man on you? I do. I have overhead and key man. Do we have key man on me because I bring in – I'm the rainmaker? I don't think you can qualify because of all your ailments. <laughs> what are my ailments? <laughs> okay, we're going to play – about that off air. We're going to play Stump the Burton. Stump what the was Burton. the name of the first vampire to appear in a movie? Dracula. No, it was Nosferatu. Who cares? We're playing Stump the Burton. <laughs> okay, fine. You can win a Joan Baez album if you want to call in right now, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Stump the Burton. Do you have anything else on insurance that we're missing? So maybe some of the, the finer points? Um, let's see other types of insurance. No, it, you know, if people will look, if they don't have insurance through their employer disability insurance, which is very important. We've talked about that before. If you're, like, job hunting and you get two offers, they're pretty close. Take the one that has better disability insurance coverage often because it's okay. expensive. But those that can't afford it could still do something like an AFLAC where it gives them some cash in their pocket if they are injured to help pay the bills over a two- to three-month period. It's still very important to look at, and you can usually pay for that with your um, health savings account or FSA account. Quick answer. Um, when should people consider umbrella insurance? As soon as they have assets outside of retirement accounts. Okay. So as soon as you have equity in your home or uh, you know tax taxable account savings, then you want to look at umbrella insurance. It's cheap. That's certified financial planner Chad Burton. Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And what I can only refer to as sad and tragic, 19 million Americans still go without broadband. Isn't it our God-given right? Access to fast internet spreading in the United States, but about 19 million Americans can't get it. The report by the FCC shows improvement from the agency's data last year that showed 26 million were out without access to such internet service. The FCC says its latest report was as of June 2011. The decline partially reflects internet service providers' expansion beyond suburbs. But the FCC also attributes the data that improved from its previous efforts. The lack of access continues to hamper rural Americans in particular. About 14.5 million rural Americans, or 23% of 61 million people living in rural areas, had no fast internet service offered for their homes. That's about 1.8% of Americans living in non-rural areas, 4.5 million out of 254 million. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Rob Black and Your Money is co-sponsored by AlexHarrisCoach.com. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? 
I try to mix in market and economic news with stock market um, theory with how to get you to retirement, some conventional wisdom, companies uh, to look at, companies to think about, companies that you and I both know about. For instance, Whole Foods. Should you buy the stock or not? Good economy, bad economy. Keep in mind that this is the ninth strongest bull market in the history of the S&P 500. It's up 110%. Yet people are not willing to call it a bull. And people are just idly sitting by saying, eh, you go wait, and you go wait. They're sounding like Jay Leno, and they're not seeing what's in front of them. And that's tragic. Those are the people who are going to work till the day they die. Mark Dannon, who I work with at Channel 4 Cron, him and I constantly fight about, he thinks it's everyone's job in society to help everyone else. I don't quite see it like that. I think it's your job as a parent to make sure your kids are college educated so they can help themselves. Otherwise, the kid argument turns into, are you bringing them into the world where they're going to suffer and underperform? Maybe teach them values that aren't tied towards economies, but maybe don't. When Whole Foods Market announced last year it was opening a store in downtown Detroit, people were like, Detroit? Whole Foods? People didn't put one and one together. And yet I could tell you, because I talk, I hang out, I know people. I'm kind of well-known. I'm a big deal. I can tell you that people 18 to 35, they care about what they put in their body. They don't really care about their 401k. They were born at a time when Kurt Cobain was dead. They don't really care about Ronald Reagan and what he did or didn't do for this country. They don't really care about Bill Clinton and what he did or didn't do for this country. So people care about natural food. Like, I don't like frozen food. I find it to be vile. I know you're saying, frozen vegetables are good. Whole Foods is accelerating growth, and I see it. It's going to go places that we haven't seen before. Detroit. You wouldn't put that with Whole Foods. You think that Detroit is very urban. Whole Foods is preparing to open a store there. It's planning to triple its store count to 1,000. It's planning to boost sales by opening locations in underserved areas and smaller markets. Whole Foods is just the latest grocer to see opportunity in the so-called food desserts. Whole Foods is finding fresh fruit and vegetables. You know... It's, it's what people want, and in some areas, it's tough to get. I've got a lemon tree. I've got an orange tree. I've got a pomegranate tree. I actually get fresh fruits right there. But in Detroit, there's a lot of pavement. So they're going to the deserts. They're going to the cement desert, so to speak. Whole Foods sells organic bok choy. They sell mushroom-infused brie. 
why would they go to the urban jungle, concrete jungle, where you have discount grocers? How successful are you going to be in an area that skews towards middle class where people shop a lot more at Save-A-Lot, Family Dollar? You know, kale is kale. You don't have five different types of kale. Supermarkets are fighting for share of where Americans eat and what Americans eat. Grocery store sales are pretty much so stagnant. Industry revenue is going to grow an estimated four-tenths of a percent. Sales at Whole Foods are going to rise 16%. So it's right in front of your eyes. They said they're going to triple their stores. Do you know how that story goes on Wall Street? That goes well. Sometimes you have to be revenue, 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 revenue. You don't have to be earnings, 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 earnings. In the long run, you have to be earnings, 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 earnings. But if Kroger, Safeway, and Target technically traded a discount towards Whole Foods, but Whole Foods has boosted profit for three years running. So investors dig it. Mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, wants to bring more food service to the south side of Chicago. I used to work in an area called Cabrini Green that I will tell you was brutally, brutally struggling with poverty. So Whole Foods is planning to open more stores in smaller markets. That's cool. With populations of 75,000, that's what they're looking for. Whole Foods has recently opened locations in Glen Mills, Pennsylvania, West Des Moines, Iowa, which for the record is a lovely city, Des Moines. I wouldn't want to live there, but it's lovely. Wichita, Kansas, smaller units have to slim down their food options. Instead of having an eight-foot rice section, you've got a four-foot rice section. So they have to compete with the competitors, you know, the Walmarts, the Super Values. They want to get into these food deserts as well. First Lady Michelle Obama has tried to talk about bringing fresh produce to low-income Americans. Traditional grocers are raising their game with fresh fruits, vegetables, and meats, which is Whole Foods' specialty. I don't own shares of Whole Foods, but I'm considering it, and I always will consider it, because I like the, the trends that I'm seeing. Whole Foods is looking to boost revenue by opening more locations. And again, that's all you need on Wall Street to push your stock higher sometimes. Walgreen is promising to open or convert at least a thousand so-called food oasis stores. They want to carry Greek salads, cantaloupe, frozen tilapia. I know you're saying, good use of the word tilapia. I know, right? Households in San Francisco spent forty-two hundred dollars and fourteen buckaroos, forty-two fourteen on food to eat at home in two thousand ten. Chicagoans spend forty two hundred and fifty. Baltimore thirty three hundred. Phoenix thirty seven hundred. They all want a piece of this pie. I love pie. Can they properly size their markets for the size of the market they're going into? It's a good question. Go! Says Homer Simpson, right? United States Postal Service is stuck with 682 million unsold Simpson stamps. Now, I'm almost at the point. I love the post office. I love the people who work at the post office. 
except for the people who work inside the post office who always seem to go on break when it's my turn to come in. They, they seem to move like in slow motion. It's surreal when I'm in the post office. But other than that, I love the postal delivery service. It's a money-losing venture. They guessed that TV cartoon character Homer Simpson and his family were twice as popular as Elvis Presley. So they made commemorative stamps. They're in the business of selling you paper that you'll never, ever use. And you'll just show your friends, look, I got a Homer Simpson stamp that's worth 44 cents, but for some reason I won't put it on an envelope. That's a good business, huh? Can you imagine selling paper that you'd expect people not to use? Here's a lovely piece of paper. Don't write on it. Give me 44 cents. You can go buy, it, buy a whole binder of paper. Thousands and thousands of sheets. So the post office wasted $1.2 million in printing costs. They printed a billion Simpson stamps. They sold 318 million of them. The inspector general should be fired for this. Overproduction of stamps. It was the 20th anniversary of the cartoons run on News Corp's Fox Networks. Feels like they're in the 29th millionth season now. If they can't figure out how many commemorative stamps to produce, it shows you they got problems. Post office earlier this month said they're going to lose $5.2 billion in the third quarter and may lose $15 billion by the end of the year. Service could save $2 million annually by ending overproduction stamps that, like the Simpsons run, end up being destroyed when they don't sell. Commemorative stamps are bought by collectors as well as people intending to use them to mail something. Most collectors buy stamps soon after they're issued, so the longer they sit there, the less we want them. Do we really need a Homer, a Maggie, a Bart, a Lisa, and the baby Maggie stamp? Stamps are sold for 44 cents, which is actually one cent less than it costs to mail a letter now. So these are totally useless. I got nothing else for you. Um, there's just not a lot of demand for commemorative stamps. I think it's a service that needs to get put out of its misery. I know people are like, it's a public service, post office. 90% of what they do is deliver catalogs and junk mail. It's no longer relevant. When I need to send something via letter form, I do it the old-fashioned way. I go to FedEx or UPS. You're listening to me, Rob Black, host of the one, the only Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Find me at Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Find me online, robblack.com. Got a seminar coming up in Los Gatos in a couple Thursdays from now. You can find out more at robblack.com. Welcome back in. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Hmm. We heard about the eye grill. It is something that Mark Zuckerberg mentioned. And instantly, it's a grilling app. It's 200-foot Bluetooth connection, unique design. Eye grill has revolutionized the way we cook. The sizzling one-of-a-kind grilling and cooking thermometer enables its users to multitask between grill and guests. The iGrill's hygienic task-specific design features a touch interface and projection display with no buttons or seams to collect dirt and grime. 
I know you're saying, how cool is that? That we can now have integrated probe storage eliminating kitchen drawer clutter. I know. It's a Bluetooth enabled grill. It tracks temperatures up to 400 degrees. It provides its users the options of temperature displays. Check it out. It's probably one of the cooler little apps, technology, iPhone, iPad, iPod, Touch. You plug it into your product and grill away. Plug it into your electronics. Let's take a quick look at the um, economy. Let's take a quick look at the stock market today. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We've got the S&P 500 up 8. It's nice. NASDAQ's up 20. God, doesn't that, when you see that, don't you think, I bet Apple's up, Dow's up 52. Apple is up about 59, off its high today of 674. It's at 666. It's the sign of the devil. I know you're saying, I haven't thought about 666 since Damien the Omen. Couple names you can't name your children in this day and age: Damien and Hitler. Adolf. You just can't do it. You don't see a lot of kids in preschool named Adolf or Damien. Best Buy has done a lot of bad buys. Shares of Best Buy are trading down ten percent this morning, but they've been buying back their own shares for the better part of. Almost three years, just wrong. They bought it back in 2010, roughly $90 million at $44 a share, and then $600 million at $35 a share, then $420 million at $42 a share, and then $70 million at $35 a share, $505 million at $30 a share, $358 million of their own buybacks at $35 a share, $320 million at $25, $317, $115, 122 they keep buying as the stock falls. They're horrible at knowing their own stock price. I want a wireless thermometer. I don't know why, but I want one. Barnes & Noble doing well today. U.S. bookstore chains trying to navigate digital content. Fifty Shades of Grey helping them. Citigroup up today. They're the first Western lender to issue credit cards in China. Facebook down 2% on the note that director Peter Thiel Thiel, sold most of his stake in the operator of the world's largest social networking website. You can't blame him. He turns millions of dollars into a billion. I'd sell too. I'd sell my own mother if I had that kind of investment in her. If my mother went up in value to $2 billion, she's gone. See you. I'd probably sell it for $10 million, to be quite honest with you. So you can't get mad at the dude. College students take a lot of heat for being poor money managers. Some of it true and some of it you know, proper. I remember in college, it seemed like I always got by. But man, if I can go back in time... Want to stay on top of your student debts? Don't you wish you could go back in time and not date the people that you shouldn't have dated? The money holes, 
In college, you want to try to keep track of your money. You can use an online money management tool. Take a pass on credit cards. If you were to elect me president, I'd keep credit card issuers off of campuses. I know you're saying, but they've got a they've got a legal right to have a credit card. Get away from me, financial nerd. And the sooner you start saving, the better. So if you have a college job, ask your parents to contribute to a Roth IRA if you can't afford the Roth IRA. If you can't afford to save yourself, ask your parents to save for you. There should be no shame in money. There should be no shame in your own personal life in any way, shape, or form. If you had a bad dad, I'm sorry, but there should be no shame. Shame is something that binds you and doesn't have to. A couple other stories out there today. Japan's weighing a nuclear power-free future. Phasing out existing reactors by eight year 2030. Nike is charging $315 for new LeBron James sneaker. Good God. $315 for a sneaker? It's called the LeBron X shoe. Yes, he won a title with the Miami Heat. Right now, his LeBron 9 PS Elite basketball shoe sells for $250. You know who buys $315 sneakers? Which, for the record, I love Nike. But good God, man, who could afford $315 shoes? I'm starting to feel like maybe I'm looking a little cheap by saying that. But good God, man, who could afford that? And yet, people are going to jump on it. That's tragic. People who shouldn't be buying that and should be saving for a better future. Kids. Then again, there's probably like 35-year-old men who buy it. They're going to get what they'd settle for in life. Um, people keep asking me, should I buy Facebook now? Maybe. The real answer is probably not until January when it's got all the shares flushed out of it. Three six fifty three four. Welcome back in, or welcome in. Let's chat and have some fun. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Oh, good golly! S P five hundred hits a four year high. I'm rich. I'm rich, but it's starting to cool off. S&P 500 is up 6 for the day. NASDAQ up 14. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 44. S&P 500, will it drop big before the election and or not? Will it drop big before the fiscal cliff and or not? Is this your last chance to get out on top? Speaking of that, 50 Shades is helping Barnes & Noble. Ebooks is helping Barnes Noble. And Borders going out of business is helping Barnes Noble. Barnes Noble, the largest traditional book retailer, faces tough competition from online retailers. But the buzz of Fifty Shades of Grey, which who doesn't love a good erotic novel, occupying the top three spots on the New York Times list of best selling print and ebook fiction, 
So there's three of the books. There's 50 Shades of Grey. I, I don't know the names of them, but they're number one, two, and three. That's how dominant it's doing. Like, good for them. Would I go out and buy Barnes & Noble on this news? Absolutely, positively not. I still like getting my stuff from Amazon. You know, my next TV is probably going to be a 50-inch TV. I have had a 42-inch TV now since 2002, probably. And my next TV is going to be a bigger one. And I, I don't have the vehicle to put it in. I don't have the desire to try to put it in my car to take it out of my car. I love the idea that Amazon will deliver it to my door. I love it. 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 That's what's killing Best Buy. Profit Plunge is 90%. Best Buy is a worst buy. Good chance they change their name to Best Shack or Best Circuit Shack because it's just a dying industry. They don't have any product that's pulling us in. You know, digital content, getting our movies at iTunes now is killed Best Buy. Downloading our games from Steam is killing Best Buy. Buying our TVs through Amazon because they'll bring it to your door is killing Best Buy. Would I invest in the company? Not yet. If they come out with a product that makes me want to go in their store, I'm in. But right now that I know that I need... A terabyte storage USB 3, Amazon, and I can go on with my day. Are you with me or are you against me? You need to choose a side. Postal workers, choose a side. 682 million unsold Simpson stamps are going to have to go and be destroyed because the the head, which is kind of a funny term, the inspector general. <laughs> why do we have to name the head of the post office? And why can't you just be a CEO? But now you're an inspector general. Early on in life, you were an inspector sergeant, and then you worked your way up the ranks. Simpson aficionados would have to buy a one-cent stamp if they wanted to get a 44-cent stamp to you know, do the stamp, to use it. Last year, the post office printed 21 billion stamps, costing 43 million, down from 29 billion stamps, costing 56 million in 2009. The stamp industry is just not there. George Soros, you're a creepy man. Just throwing it out there. He's marrying a woman much younger than him. And all I can say to that is I find it creepy when you do it. When I do it, it's cool. But when you do it, it's creepy. George Soros, one of the richest men on the planet. He is buying also 7.9% of Manchester United. George Soros is betting that UK's largest soccer team, Manchester United, unveiled a big stake in the company. 7.8%. It's about 3.1 million shares. Despite a history of rich success on the pitch, Manchester United has performed poorly as a stock since going public 10 days ago. It's a mythical club. They opened up with a loss to Everton. That's not cool if you're Manchester United. 
It's clearly the most valuable sports franchise in the world. $2.2 billion. Hmm. Companies with a lot of exposure to the sports business have performed well over the last year. Nike is up 20% over the last 12 months. Foot Locker's up 93%. It's a little bit of a surprise. You know, Soros has made a killing in his lifetime. And if you ask any analyst out there, they'd say, you're crazy for buying them. How about Flava Flav? He's in the news. I'm chatting and having fun. Martin Scorsese, Al Pacino, and now Flavor Flav. It's interesting to note he's got an IRS lien. All of them have had IRS liens. Flavor Flav, born William Drayton, Jr., Federal tax lien filed by the IRS lets public know he owes nearly $1 million for earnings between 2004-2006. Hmm. Those tax returns coincide with his uh, surreal life, strange love, flavor of love. In California, in 2009, he, he's got a tax lien for 2009 of $183,000. Wow. Pay the IRS. IRS agents don't make enough money to screw with them. Governments agents don't make enough money to screw with them. You with me? So take a look at the markets today. We're starting to see a little bit of weakness. Strength is tied towards financials and materials. Utilities and telecommunications are the weakness. You have the S&P 500 trading slightly higher. Up six, the Nasdaq up thirteen, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up forty-four. The markets are within breathing distance of four or five-year highs, depending on the S&P versus the Dow. Apple yesterday became the most valued company in the history of the United States, publicly traded. That is, of course. The stock ended the day. 665. Today, it, it, it vaulted at the open, but it's really pulled back. Uh, at one point in time, it was up over 10 bucks. Now it's up down seven. A little bit of a reverse. At one point, it was 674. Now it's 658. Interesting, right? Keep in mind that they took over the title of the most valued company ever from Microsoft, who 10 years ago, desktops and PCs were the rage. 10 years from now, will smartphones... And smart televisions be the rage? That's a good question. Tablets. Will they still be able to charge a premium? They're not going to be able to charge a premium forever. They need to get that ecosystem kicking out TV shows that they make money off and apps that they make money off of. You're listening to me, Rob Black. Coming up, we're going to be talking financial planning. A little later in the show, we're going to be hitting some of the top stories of the day. Stay with us. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome back again, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, financial planning issues. I say it all the time. I love you guys. I know that I'm tough love. I'm trying to wake you up with this microphone, trying to get you motivated. 
whether it's Whole Foods tripling their stores, tripling stores could be tripling profit revenue. If they can keep their margins where they are, Wall Street will like you, like you very much. Will it take some capital expenditures to do it? Yeah. Sex sells. Fifty Shades of Grey is boosting Barnes & Noble's results. Boston Market's going to take salt off the table, cut sodium in three dishes, try to keep us alive longer. September, the worst month for stocks. Worthy of note. Best buy at a nine-year low. Nothing great about buying that stock, huh? 19 million Americans still go without broadband. In the saddest story of the day. Let's take a look at the market numbers. And I don't have them up because I am being remiss or I accidentally closed it. Um, I've got like 25 windows open right now because I'm kind of a big deal. Let's just say the S&P 500's up, the NASDAQ's up. 10, and the Dow's up 52. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. That's NewFocusFinancial.com. He's a certified financial planner. One of the things CFPs do is they do the big picture. They do everything. But in particular, they do estate planning. Not in particular. It's one of the things that they do. Estate planning, grats and gifts and dwindling down your wealth while you're alive in an efficient manner so that you don't get taxed a lot. Is that yeah, the like basic that. idea? I like that efficient manner. Yeah, for sure. It's it's something that, you know, it's really tough to get an estate plan done when you have a tax issue because you could be worth a lot of money now, but let's say you're spending too much money and you, you end up when you're 80 without an estate tax problem, right? So it's kind of pointless to do a lot of estate planning, a lot of extensive estate planning without a long-term projection. Because then once you get into the estate planning side, there's different scenarios with different types of trusts that you have to model to see how does it affect me. Because usually estate planning, you know, estate taxes are really almost a voluntary tax. There's so many things you can do to avoid it. But you're either, you know, giving up some control or some income or some future gains when you do that. And you got to see how does that really affect you. And then you got to run the worst case scenario of what, what if the market corrects 30% and you've given assets away? How does that affect you? Can you still be okay? Can you become an, and I hate using this slur, can you become an Indian giver? <laughs> Where you give away a million dollars and you ask for it back. You know, really the only type of um, estate tax strategy that where you can be an Indian giver um, is a 529 plan. We will never use that term again. <laughs> I don't know. Are people really that politically correct? These they days? are. Welcome to California. Oh, geez. Come on. So we will get, get letters on that. And get a life. Okay, so send me an email on, on it. And when, can you, when can you give and get it back? Well, so a 529 plan. So in a 529 plan, you can give up to five years worth of gifts um, to a child in a 529 plan. All right. So a married couple can give 13000 each or 26000 times five okay. into a 529 plan all at once. And after five years, that amount of money that's sitting in a 529 plan is completely outside of their estate for estate tax purposes. Okay. But they still control the asset. So let's say if you set up a 529 plan for Johnny and Johnny turns out to be a punk and he's not going to go to college. Right. You can eventually change the beneficiary to Sally, let's say, or to Rob Black or Chad Burton. Absolutely. And they can use it to go to college. So grandparents can, can do these setups of the 529 plan, gift a significant amount of money out of their estate. And after five years, as long as they live that long, it's, it's out of their estate. I'm but they like, still control the asset. I would be like Will Ferrell going back to college. I'd join the frat. I'd run naked. We're streaking. <laughs> We're streaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, back on topic. Uh, what's a grat and why do I care? Well, a grat's important because what has happened with 2012 is right now we can pass $5 million per person onto our heirs 
okay. without any estate tax. If a married couple has the right will and trust, they can do $10 million. The biggest difference is, is that even last year when the, the estate exclusion was gone, there was no limits, you could still only give a million dollars away while you're alive. Okay. okay. Um, now you can give up to $5 million away while you're alive. So wealthy families have the ability to get this huge amount out of their estate because $5 million now, if it's growing at a decent clip and in 20 years, that 5 million could be worth 20 million with just simple 7% growth, let's say. Right. Okay. So if you want to get that future growth out of your estate, but still have some income rights to it, you can use what's called a GRAT, for example, and grant your retained annuity trust. And it's a way, let's say if you have, um, let's say privately held stock in a company you think is going to go huge, um, you could gift that into the to the grat. Uh, if you have real estate that's closely held real estate, and you could create ter- certain types of trust where even though real estate is at a big discount where, from where it was in 2007, you could gift it a potentially even bigger discount into this, retain some income rights, and any future appreciation will pass on to your heirs completely tax-free. Um, so things like grats, gifting, 529 plans, there's so many estate tax possibilities right now for the wealthy families out there um you sh- there there should be a sense of urgency so if you're single and you're worth over you know three and a half million or married worth over um you know six seven million you should really be concentrating on your estate planning this year what else do we need to know as we're wrapping up the topic uh like for instance i got a grandparent who wants to give her kids you know money to buy a house mm-hmm do you gift it? Do you gift it to children? Like a couple things on gifting. First of all, um, when you when you if you want to play for a kid's education, always give directly to the institution. Okay. Because that doesn't count towards your annual limits that you can gift. Okay. Um, a second thing that you need to know is your kids will probably get divorced. Okay. okay. So if you're going to have fair. a gifting strategy in the long term, realize that you need to educate your kids about ha- making sure that they have a separate investment account in their name only, and that they never commingle that with marital assets so that if they do get divorced, it's not involved. If you want to gift a large amount of money to your kids and have control after you die, you can leave it to them in trust so that they're not, that they couldn't lose it in a divorce or a lawsuit. Um, but, and then you can have control over your death on how much they can receive over time so that they don't end up, you know, what's called a spendthrift, which is basically a person that's bad with money. But picking a trustee is important. I would never pick a large bank as a trustee. Right. I would pick small fiduciary firms or firms that specialize in being a trustee, but they don't have to be the ones that manage the money. You and want if that you need separate. a referral on that, you can get in touch with Chad at yep. newfocusfinancial.com. It's Chad Burton with newfocusfinancial.com. If you want to talk to him about any of these estate planning concepts or ideas, he's easily found, newfocusfinancial.com. One of the reasons I hate analysts at times is the way they backpedal. Today, you're seeing an analyst named Mark May over at Barclays cutting Groupon to underweight from overweight. When stock goes from 16 to 4, and now you're cutting it to underweight from overweight, you should be fired. He's saying, considering that Groupon's business model could be undergoing a meaningful transition that persists and creates uncertainty, we're taking a more pragmatic approach to our forecast. Web 2.0. Turns out to be bubble.com part, part du. Sandisk is a winner today. Dell's a winner, but it's very, very choppy. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
1220 KD. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What's on your financial mind? Anything you want to talk about? I'm pretty good for it. Um, you know, Boston market is taking salt shakers to give them the old heave ho off the table. If you're eating something that needs salt, it's likely not good. Salt's one of those condiments that I guess it's, I prefer pepper. Casual dining chain, Boston market, chicken rotisseries. This was a great classic example of what not to invest in. When they first came public, their stores were clean, their food was cheap, and it was delicious. And it made you question, like, how are they pulling this off? Pushed by consumers, boss markets, you know, taking salt off the table. There will be signs that say, hey, if you need salt, go up to the beverage station. Americans cut their intake of salt by 50%. It would save 100,000 lives per year. Now, I personally live in a world where I need old people to start dying. Sweden needs old people to start dying because people are living longer and they're cutting into budgets. No other restaurant's taking salt off the table yet, but I think it will happen. An order of meatloaf... At Boston Market has 1,600 milligrams of salt. It's outrageously high. Mashed potatoes, 820. Mac and cheese, 1,100. It's like licking a salt mine. They sell 48 million servings of chicken, 24 million servings of potatoes, 21 million servings of mac and cheese each year. Consumers have asked chain to lower their sodium, and they're trying to raise awareness of the salt intake. So to add a little bit of flavor, add a little garlic, add a little herb. I know you're saying, I love you, Rob Black. September is the worst month for stocks. Interesting to note, historically down about one half of 1%. June Historically, up fractions. The best months for stocks, November, December, and January. Typically up one to almost one and a half, 1.6%. That's not too shabby. Now, September is historically the worst month for stocks. A lot of people think it's October because we had two big stock market crashes. But again, you would be thinking wrong. I don't have anything else to really say. I love you. Um, solar companies are in the news today. There was a odd story out of Japan, not odd, but worthy of note that uh, 
there's a little bit of a short squeeze going on. Japan wants to get rid of nuclear power by 2030. First solar up, buck four. LDK solar, Trina solar. They're all up over 5%. There's no news driving them. Just a, a short squeeze. They're not going lower. Other stories that we have to pay attention to. Facebook versus Google. One of the least likable things about Google, which has really broken out recently, and some people will think that it's going to go to 1,000 long before Apple goes to 1,000. Google's got a fascination with secrecy. They know our searches. They know our emails. They know our photos, our documents, our movies, our friends. They can mine our digital lives for any morsel that they could feed to advertisers. Yet Google gets hot and bothered when people poke around to try to find out how its algorithms work or ask about the company's data centers. It's kind of goofy, right? Just about everything Google does is a competitive advantage worth protecting. Facebook, the new kid on the town, does exactly the opposite. They're open. They got a black box that tabulates our likes and our dislikes. Unlike Google, Facebook does not, you know, fetishize secrecy for secrecy's sake. Facebook leased space in Oregon recently. A couple years ago, Facebook decided that it could build its own facilities, which it could tune for brands of its software and use less electricity. Top-of-the-line data centers can cost around $500 million. What makes Facebook's data center different from the average bear is it uses outside air. Most data centers regulate the temperature and humidity surrounding computers with huge cooling systems that require huge power systems. But Facebook is letting air through the building, through the vents. It filters it and it sprays the air with water as needed to control the humidity. Google, Microsoft, a couple other really big guys, they don't let that secret sauce of air in. If you ever get a chance to see a real big data center deal, they're power-hungry, huge businesses. Facebook's got some unique needs. They're doing some stuff that's that's interesting. They're building data centers in North Carolina. They're building data centers in Sweden. They still lease some data center space, but they're going to bring everything in-house. You know, for a city that Facebook builds a data center in, you're talking about 300-plus construction workers for a couple years. Apple, you know, they do new data centers, same thing. Facebook spends $3.5 million in payroll on 64 local employees. They say that 700000 of every $1 million in its payroll is spent locally. They're not a company that we have to, like, tip our hat and say we love. I'm not asking you to do that. I'm asking you to see the huge pluses that some companies bring to the table. Facebook has a director, Peter Thiel, who sold most of his stake in the operator of Facebook, the biggest social network. His proceeds have pulled in over a billion dollars. He was one of the earliest investors. He sold 20 million shares on August 16th and 17th. He raised almost 400 million. He's a venture capitalist. First IPO round, he pulled out 640 million. So this is almost a billion dollars now. He invested $500,000 and he's pulled out $1 billion. If that's not a man, you could say, good job. Go buy a boat. There's something wrong with you. He's helped America. Again, the amount of jobs 
that Facebook is creating around the world at a time when the world's slow, it only happened because this guy threw down $500,000 to the company. He pulls out a billion. He was the co-founder of PayPal. He was the PayPal CEO until eBay bought him for $1.5 billion in 2002. He sold way too early, PayPal. But he that got him out. That got him into Facebook. He also participated in $25 million funding in 2006 when the company was valued at $500 million. I don't know. Maybe you don't like greed. Maybe you don't like seeing big dollars. I do. I see what this guy did for the stock market. I get it. Take a look at the stock market today. We got the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 12, NASDAQ up 6, the SP 500 up 3, Best Buy. It's nothing but a sentimental value at this point in time. I will remember it fondly. Do this, does, does the world need physical stores? Yeah, Victoria's Secret, absolutely. Grocery stores, absolutely. Hardware, yeah. I don't know if we need, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to bash Best Buy. It's just, I don't get the point. Billionaire George Soros buys 7.9% of Manchester United. That's a pretty big purchase. Stock has already underperformed since he buying in. Stock is failing to be a champion on the field. Manchester United uh, owning a sports franchise. You know, maybe that would be a cute Christmas present for your husband who loves soccer. Buy him a share. And then he could say, he can go around and brag to his friends that he owns part of a sports franchise. It's not going to get him to the locker room. Wow. Ex-Major League Baseball player, Rick Sutcliffe. He went on air today and demanded severe punishment for the disgraced San Francisco Giant outfielder, Melky Cabrera. He says, first of all, this guy's over here in the United States on a working visa and he broke the law. What's he still doing here? Forget the 50 games suspension for baseball. Why is he still here? That visa should be taken away from him and he shouldn't be allowed to play over here again or work here again. Cabrera attempted to avoid a 50-game suspension by creating a fake website selling a fictitious product in an asinine attempt to prove he inadvertently took the product. The lie designed to exonerate him is piqued the interest of the FBI. So Rick Sutcliffe says the guy should be deported. Man, baseball can be dramatic, huh? This is Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Don't be shy. Contact me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. Tweet, Rob Black Show. Email me, Rob at robblack.com. Call me, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.